0: Okay, here we go. We're going live in 3, two, 1. Grab your mason jars. Strap on that apron. It's time for Canning with the Diva. Making her mark across the globe. Teaching you how to safely preserve delicious recipes. Please welcome your host, Diane Devereaux. The Canning Diva. Hey everyone, it's Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. Thank you so much for tuning in to Canning with the Diva. We are going to talk about vegetable soup today. It is fall, it is cold, it has been rainy, And there is nothing more comforting than soup. (laughs) I know many of you have been reaching out to me via email and on social media asking for more delicious soup recipes. So this will be a good one because it is versatile, it is hearty, and it is absolutely delicious. So it's not only the perfect time to create it and preserve it, it's also the best time to eat it. I don't know about you or where you reside. And uh, for me to have a nice warm bowl of soup and some freshly baked bread, like that's heaven. (laughs) Especially lately because it has been like high of 47 degrees and then we wake up in the morning and there's frost on the ground. So for us in Michigan, yeah, uh, soup is definitely a game changer. But It's more than just comfort food. It's also a really healthy way to boost your immune system and keep those cold and flu bugs at bay. So definitely keep this recipe in your arsenal. If it's something that you've been wanting to make, you may now jot some notes down and and take this recipe uh, in written form and make it this very weekend. So Hopefully this will speak to you and I'm going to give you some opportunities to create some substitutions because if there's a particular vegetable you don't like or you prefer or what if you're allergic to something, I want you to have some versatility in making this recipe so that way you can craft it and customize it to how you eat vegetable soup in your home. Okay, so grab a notepad and a pen. We're going to start with the ingredient list. The, what I'm going to give you today is going to make uh, about seven quarts or 14 pints, you know, depending on how you pr- uh, want to preserve it. And um, I'm going to run through these. I'm going to give you the information on how you want to either cut it or buy it or use it. And then I'll run through it real quick so if you're taking notes, uh, you don't have to hit rewind. Okay, so for starters, you're going to want eight cups of tomatoes peeled, cored, and chopped. Uh, Any of you who make your own um, tomatoes and you just, you know, you preserve them whole and they're already blanched with no peels, you can use those as well. You can also use store-bought. And so to measure those, you want the juices, okay? We definitely want all the juice. So if you're buying store-bought, it probably will take uh, 32 ounces um it might even take just 32 ounce can plus maybe an additional 15 ounce can always try and grab a little extra um for those of you that are going to do it fresh one medium sized tomato is going to yield about a cup so you'll need eight of those Okay, next step, we have six cups of potatoes. Go ahead and peel and cube those. If you are uh, using frozen, um, just grab those uh, from the freezer aisle. Uh, If you froze your own, uh, just make sure you're yielding six cups, okay? Also, we're going to want carrots, six cups of carrots. And that is going to take roughly 12 average size fresh carrots to yield that. Go ahead and make sure those are peeled and chopped. This is one thing that you may omit if you're not a fan of lima beans, but I love lima beans in my vegetable soup. It gives the soup some protein. Uh, you'll want four cups of lima beans. And if you're doing dried lima beans, you're going to want to par cook those. And what that means is you're going to rinse them off, get at, you know remove anything that's disfigured, make sure they're rinsed really well in a colander. You're going to put them in a little saucepan. You're going to cover them with water bring them to a nice hard boil, and then you're going to put the lid on it, and you're going to remove it from the heat, and you're going to let it sit and steep for about an hour, okay? That's what par cooking means. We just want to get a little bit softer. Now, if you don't have dried lima beans on hand, and you'd like to use store-bought, you may do so. Uh, Just know they're going to get a little mushy uh, when we, you know, pressure can the soup, because they've already been Pressure canned. You know, they may be in aluminum, but they've gone through the same process. So if you do want to use them, you may just expect for them to not be fully intact. It's not going to hurt the soup any. And for this recipe, you'll want two 15 ounce cans of store bought lima beans. Okay, four cups of corn kernels. You may use fresh or frozen, doesn't matter. Two cups of green beans. You'll want to make sure they're cut into bite sized pieces, and they may also be frozen if you want. Fresh or frozen, doesn't matter. You'll want two cups of chopped celery, and that's going to roughly be about four stalks. Uh, go ahead and chop that fine. You don't want, unless you like large bits of celery, um, you may you may keep it large if you want. I like mine small, just as I like my two cups of onions chopped very small. Um, for those of you who may be allergic to celery, like my cousin, God bless her. She cannot have celery at all. It's life-threatening. You may omit that from the recipe. Don't worry. Now, I like to use fresh herbs in my vegetable soup. I suggest uh, you do the same for the fact that it's it's not only beautiful, it does have some really nice flavor and I use two tablespoons of fresh parsley um, or excuse me that's two tablespoons dried. four tablespoons if you're doing it fresh. my apologies it's always double if you're doing it fresh, because the dried is a lot more concentrated, so it's going to be more pungent. So let me repeat that. Four tablespoons of finely chopped parsley, fresh. Otherwise, it's two tablespoons of parsley dried. And then you'll want two tablespoons of minced garlic, at least one or two bay leaves. That's very important. The bay leaves give it some nice uh, depth and flavor. And then you'll need anywhere from six and a half cups of water to eight cups of water. And the reason I give you a cup range is because I don't know how you intend on chopping all of your vegetables. Some of you like them very small. Some of you might chop them a bit more coarse. And the goal here is to have some liquidity because we, we want this to be thick, but we don't want it to be so thick that all of the water gets absorbed and then you wind up having to doctor it up when you go to heat it on, on the stovetop later on. So keep that in mind. Six and a half to about eight cups of water is what you're going to need. All right. When we boil everything, all of these fresh and frozen vegetables are going to add liquidity to the soup. So when you're writing this down and you're looking at this, I don't want you to think that it's not enough water. It certainly is. We don't want to add too much water, however, and then make the soup basically taste like runny vegetables, right? We've got to keep that balance properly in order for it to flavor right and give us the right consistency. And then, of course, I want you to get creative with regards to any other seasoning. So whether it's salt and pepper, if you'd like to have uh, some thyme in there, um, if you prefer maybe even some fresh uh, uh, shredded or uh, minced ginger, you may do that. You can get creative with this recipe. Uh, We are processing it in a pressure canner for long enough, so what you add for flavor isn't going to affect the pH negatively, and it certainly isn't going to cause anything unsafe in the jar. So have fun with that. Now, I just use a little bit of salt and pepper, and I... Actually, even though the recipe calls for two tablespoons of minced garlic, I usually double that personally because I love garlic. So if if you're like me and you just want a little salt and pepper and some garlic, have at it. Otherwise, get creative. Okay, I'm going to run through this list one more time. And I'm just going to keep it brief for those of you who are listening in. But now you want to take in some notes. All right, let's, go, let's do this. Eight cups of tomatoes, peels, cored, and chopped. Six cups of potatoes, peeled and cubed. Six cups of carrots, chopped. Four cups of lima beans that are par-cooked or two cans of store-bought. Four cups of corn kernels, fresh or frozen. Two cups of green beans, fresh or frozen. Two cups of chopped celery, two cups of chopped onions. You're going to want either four tablespoons of chopped parsley or two tablespoons of dried parsley, two tablespoons of minced garlic, one to two bay leaves, and six and a half to eight cups of water. And then of course, salt and pepper to taste or whatever other seasonings you'd like to, to see incorporated into your vegetable soup. All right. Now, once all of your ingredients are prepped, I want you to get a large stainless steel stock pot. And I want you to basically, we're just putting everything together. Start with six and a half cups of water. See where that gets you. You want to at least have your ingredients covered in water. They don't have to be submerged. They just, you need to see the liquid. So if you need to add the eight cups, go right ahead. Now, keep in mind, once you bring this to heat, we're going to use medium high heat. You're going to bring it to a boil and we're going to then turn that heat down and we're going to gently simmer this for about 15 minutes. You're going to see more liquid. Okay, so don't panic. If, if you're not seeing everything submerged right off the bat or you're seeing, you know, a lot of liquid, it's going to come. And the reason why we want to do a lower heat and a gentle boil is because we don't want to evaporate all that water. We just want to expel it from the vegetables so that way we're kind of like pre-shrinking them a bit and we're getting the jar to maximize, you know, the soup, the salads, as well as the liquids. All right, so now once you're You know, you're gently boiling, keep it moving. I'd like you to stir it every so often. Don't just let it sit. We don't want anything on the bottom to scorch. Um, But at at about um, the 10-minute mark while you're gently boiling, this is a great time to taste test your soup. And when I say that, it's because you can always add more seasonings, but you can't take them out. So when you're starting off with your seasonings, go real gingerly. Okay. And then at about the 10 minute mark, once everything's had an opportunity to blend, everything's gotten pretty hot, we've expelled some of that excess moisture, give it a taste. If it still tastes like vegetable water, then go ahead and add additional seasonings. And like I said, you can do salt pepper, garlic, parsley, thyme, oregano is a good one. If you happen to have one of those um, yummy Italian seasoning blends, that's another good one. Some of you like to incorporate yellow curries into your vegetable soup. This is this is a perfect time. Um, so have fun with this, but usually at about that 10 minute of gently boiling is when you want to taste test. And then go ahead and give it five additional minutes on that stovetop check it, make sure it's to your liking. And again, if you got it where you want it, but you're still like, hmm, go ahead and leave it that way. Because when you go to use it down the road and you open a jar, you can add additional seasonings at that time. And you might even want, like if you're making this for your family or your spouse or your friend, neighbor, mother, um, they may want to add more, or maybe they're just not a huge fan Of a lot of seasoning. So keep that in mind. All right. We can always add more later. Now, um, once everything's been brought to that boil, go ahead and remove it from the heat. And you can do one of two things. I like to make sure I have an even ratio of liquids to solids within each jar. So I will start with a slotted spoon in a funnel and I will fill each jar, whether it's a pint or a quart, to about three quarters full of just the salads. I don't tamp them down. So don't worry about that. Just scoop them in there. Tell you about three quarters full. Then I go back with a ladle and I add the liquid. All right. The broth that we've created. And I fill that to a one inch headspace. And then what I do is I just kind of work through each jar that way, because I want to control how much solids there are in every jar. If I went straight for a ladle, it will work. However, you might wind up with that last jar just having little remnants of vegetables and a lot more broth, and the first jar having all of the salads. Do you see what I mean? So, using a slotted spoon is, is actually kind of cool because you you get to have that uniform amount in each jar, and it's super simple. And you just go back through with a ladle and you fill this recipe to a one inch headspace. Now. All of you that have been tuning in for a while, subscribe to my podcast. You know that I'm a huge advocate for vinegar. I want you to wipe those jar rims with vinegar. I want you to do more than just the top of the rim. Go ahead and pinch and turn and get a good quarter inch way into that jar uh, just to avoid anything from sneaking up onto the jar rim. Once all of your rims are clean, I want you to go ahead and add the lid in the ring And hand tighten, once you feel that resistance, is when I want you to stop. That's called fingertip tight. And then we're going to pop these in our pressure canner. Now, according to your elevation and your canner type, um, all recipes are standard PSI. So they all start at 10 PSI. That's how we write them. So just know that, okay? Um, 10 PSI is all that's required. And you're going to process your pints for 60 minutes and your quarts for 75 minutes. Now, if you're in a higher elevation, you know you've got you've to increase that PSI to 15. Uh, for those of you using a dial gauge canner, you have to start at 11 PSI. I myself use a dial gauge, so all of my recipes are 11 PSI. And I usually, with a dial, give myself some grace, and I'll operate that between 11 and 13 PSI for whatever reason, you know, my, my one canner just loves staying right at 12. Okay, cool. <laughs> Set the timer. You know, as soon as it's done, I'm happy. I shut it off and I let it naturally go back to zero. Um, now, for those of us that have the digital Presto pressure canner, we know that everything processes at 15 PSI. There's no way around that. So like I say, you know, start with your standard For those of you at no elevation, it's 10 pounds of pressure and then change it up according to your elevation in your canner type. And again, that's 60 minutes for pints and 75 minutes for quarts. So, yeah, this is a really yummy one. I'm, I'm really excited um, to get more of this on my pantry shelf. I, I really love making um, some peasant bread and having that right alongside of the vegetable soup. It's, it's just one of our favorites. And sometimes I skip adding those lima beans because I either don't have them Or I just, you know, sometimes don't feel like it. So I'll skip the lima beans and I might add like extra potatoes or I might add extra green beans. You can make up that four cups with something else. It's totally fine. So if you're not a fan of lima beans um, or maybe you want to swap out the bean, um, lima beans are pretty large. So if you want a different type of bean, you only want to do a cup and a half. Okay. Lima beans are different. You want a cup and See, they're not going to change. They kind of stay their their shape. So we know four cups is about four cups. We might yield just a tad bit more, but because we're par cooking them and or using store-bought, it's pretty pretty consistent. If you want to switch to maybe a navy bean, um, that's going to change things up quite a bit. And then we have to change the processing time. So you don't want to do that. You want to just refill it with four cups of either let's say you got four cups to fill. So you could do one extra cup of carrots, an extra cup of corn, and maybe two extra cups of green beans. As long as your ratio of vegetables to that four cups stays the same, you can add whatever whatever, um, additional vegetable from the recipe. Um, When you start wanting to add something that's not in the recipe, that could change the processing time. So I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. However... I do want to hear from you. If you want a vegetable soup that fits your dietary needs, or you want to incorporate maybe a squash or something of that nature, eggplant. I'm happy to do that for you. So feel free to reach out to me uh, via email. That's diane at canningdiva.com or head over to my website at canningdiva.com and you can shoot me a message on my contact me uh, page. So I want to work with you because I know that we are, you know, we're at a time right now where we've got to work with what we have or we have some type of dietary or allergy or something that's posing you know, an issue for us in home canning. And I want to make sure that you're able to enjoy a vegetable soup this winter and many winters to come. So reach out to me, let me know um, what adjustments need to be made, and we will find a safe substitution for you to do so. All right, so I have given you this amazing vegetable soup recipe that you're going to pop in your pressure canner. Uh, Like I said, it's going to yield about seven quarts or 14 pints. Uh, For those of you that are looking for additional soup and stew recipes, I have an entire section on my website at canningdiva.com dedicated to soups and stews. I have some delicious things in there like um, carrot soup, zesty pork and squash stew that is absolutely delicious. I also have my asparagus pressure canning soup recipe that is very very good. Asparagus soup is so healthy and I just ate some the other day because I needed a quick lunch and a pint jar is just perfect for that one you know serving and um, I had that with some crackers and it's it's so it's just so healthy. it boosts your immune system. Um, for those of you that are looking for something different than chicken soup, I also have chicken tortilla soup recipe that's very authentic, absolutely delicious. I know you're going to love that. Um, so head over to my website at canningdiva.com and take a peek at some additional soups and stews you can make this very weekend. Um, and of course, I'm going to always be adding more, so stay Definitely uh, subscribe to my newsletter so that you can stay up to date on all things canning preserving, especially when I post new recipes that you're not going to see in any of my books. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to being back together next week and happy canning. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Canning with the Diva. For tips, recipes, and techniques, please visit us online at canningdiva.com.